yo yo it's been a minute but i'm back this is another episode of confessions of an urban yoga teacher so perhaps you've been wondering where i am where i've been all of the things um and to be honest i've really just been doing life trying to figure out the balance of um being a solopreneur as the kids call it now um you know, being a better mom, and then just being better to myself and to my spirit. And around the time I started the podcast, I I really um, got into this super reflective, introspective mode. And while I wanted to share the parts of um, my journey with you as they were happening, I realized that um, that's uncomfortable for me. I, I feel more comfortable when I am able to process and then relay, um, so to speak, what I have been through, how I've processed it, and then um, have a, a, an outcome that could potentially be helpful or useful to someone else, hopefully you. Um, so early last year, around January, I would say, I found out that I was making $12,000 less than the six white girls that I worked with. Same position, um, same job description, all of the things. And it was interesting when I found out because I guess the last, for the last two years since Anga and Chitta has become a thing, Um, you know, I've always struggled with the balance of my corporate work and my life's work. And if you are, um, experiencing that juggle right now, you know exactly what I mean. I mean, you drive or commute to work, you do all the things, you get there, you spend the eight to 10 hours there. By the time you get home, if you have children, you do that second shift where you have to get the dinner cooked, get the kid bathed get the house straightened up, and then hopefully have some time for self-care, and then hopefully (laughs) also have time to work on whatever your creative thing or your life's work is. And oftentimes, um, those last two things really, really fall short when we're so um, interested and focused on everything else. Um, that we feel keeps us afloat, that keeps us progressing and and keeps our family stable and all that. So let me backtrack a little bit. So um, I found out that I was making $12,000 less. I won't say by accident, but um, it was, it was, I don't know. It was like a divine message. Like divi- it was divine timing. It was a divine message, um, or or you know, it was divine intervention. That's what it was. It was divine intervention. So long story short, when I started my job, <clears throat> it was clearly obvious that there was not a large population of people of color. There may have been uh, three or four black people, maybe one Asian person, one. Um, Indian person and 
basically that was it. Now over the four or five years that I spent with the company, the number grew to about mm, six to eight uh, black people and then the, the other persons of color just kind of switched out. Um, but those places were still filled. So when I started, I was very excited to just be in a corporate environment because I came from social work, which was very, very uh, stressful and um, depressing. <laughs> so when I got pregnant with Bella, it was my goal to move into um, a career that would afford me the time to have a set schedule and to be able to be home with the baby um, to put her to bed and, and to feed her and do all the things at the same time and just to like get into this groove, into this routine. So nonetheless, I got this job, was super excited. And, you know, my goal was just really to do my best and to learn all that I could because I had come from social work and I was moving into the construction field. So I really had no idea what I was doing, but I knew that I was a quick learner and um, it was something that I... I wanted at the time. When I um, started the position, you know, they always ask you, like, you know, what are your hobbies, but whatever, whatever. So, of course, um, I expressed that, um, that I had practiced yoga for many years and that, um, you know, I've worked with kids and families and I was just a really good <clears throat> um motivator of people and I had a good per and and for the most part I excelled at all my jobs because I had a pretty good personality and in my personality has a way of uh, making people feel better and, and putting them in I guess a more positive mind state so when I started they set me with a girl that was the complete antithesis of everything I was personality wise but she knew the job really really well and was one of those people that you never really had to question the accuracy of what she did because she was so anal about everything just about being right um, which I admired because at the time I really didn't um, I wanted to do a good job, but I wasn't as detail-oriented as that job called for. So they set us together, and essentially we would um, help each other. She would help me learn the construction systems and <clears throat> how to be more efficient at the job. And I would essentially grease her wheel because she was the squeaky wheel. Like the person at the job that always complained in the bathroom, always complained on the lunch breaks, always, 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 always complained about work, family, dot, 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 but never really did anything about it um, except complain and make everyone kind of annoyed and uncomfortable. So I, um, I got the job of... of redirecting her so we became very close um, over the four or five years that we worked together um, she eventually got moved to another department um, but we still kind of maintained um, somewhat of a friendship I would say a relationship an association ship <laughs> 
It's funny how you work with people for years. You see them every day. You share personal things with them. But then when you leave a job, it's like the relationship is over. That always bugs me out. Um, but nonetheless, it was rare that we would see each other um, during the day because we didn't work in the same department or the same area anymore. But one particular day, we were um, covering the reception phones um, for some reason or another, and she was my relief on this particular day. So something happened, and she was supposed to have a meeting for a raise um, or something, and she was upset about it. So because I am um, her emotional support person, and for the last four years, I've been the person that she has started to kind of direct all her grievances to, she naturally just did that this time too. Um, so I'm a person that if somebody has given me information, especially personal information, I try not to pry. Like I just, I won't ask any questions outside of questions of clarification. So if you say something and I'm kind of unsure about what you're saying or the picture you're um, creating, I may ask you to clarify. But to ask for new information or to dig deeper into whatever you're saying, I, I typically don't do that. I will allow people to vent and get off whatever they want off their chest because sometimes people don't want advice. People don't want feedback. They just want to get some things out maybe so they can get some clarity um, within themselves. So I obviously give her this opportunity. And before I know it, she is literally laying out her salary, every raise that she's gotten percentage-wise and dollar amount, just laying it out right to me. So as she is doing this, you know, obviously something clicks and my brain is like, oh shit, like how can this be now? I had gotten 4%, which is the highest um, raise, raise percentage that you can get at this particular company. So I had gotten 4% raises um, every year that I had been there. Um, yes, I've had some tardiness and um, whatever, but consider, considering the amount of work that I did um, outside of my job description, and as much as they use my daughter and I for advertisements, I think the tardiness is, eh, you know, not that big of a deal. Maybe it is. Um, but nonetheless, she, um, she gave me the information. I took the information and sat on it for a little bit. And then I started to do a little bit of digging on my own to see if maybe it was just something with her in particular. <laughs> or um, if it was really, um, you know, something across the board where I was the only black girl and all these other white girls were just making more than me. Um, just be, you know, just because. So I did a little digging and of course, uh, getting information from people wasn't that hard because people knew that I wouldn't ever collect any um, information to be like malicious or anything like that, but I really just needed to know what the deal was. So, um, it was confirmed 
that everyone else um, had been making more and there really wasn't a clear reason why. So I called a meeting. Um, the, you know, I, it was clear from the first meeting that they didn't expect me to find this out and were very upset with the person that relayed the information, although it was innocent. Um, and that's where, that's where I think the decision was made for me that I needed to, <coughs> excuse me, to move on and really try and pursue something for myself. And I had already been working so hard on Aga and Chitta. It was like not a reason for me not to um, pursue my life's work. But at the same time, to change my mindset was difficult because I do have a toddler and she needs health care and I need health care and we have bills and it's a difference from having that guaranteed every two week or if you get paid every week, whatever, paycheck opposed to um, those moments of feast and famish when you are a solopreneur. The great thing is, um, I really didn't have to make the decision at that moment because the change was naturally happening. As soon as I learned that information and we went through the process with the lawyer and the dot, 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 I did end up, I did end up getting a raise. Um, they bumped me up to the appropriate salary, all of that. But there was already a bad taste in my mouth. And I guess it's like when you get cheated on if you're in a relationship. Like, it's really hard to ever regain, like, that full level of trust and um, to feel like it's okay to be vulnerable again. And that's how I felt with the job. So no matter how hard I tried or how hard they wanted to prove that they weren't being racist, I just couldn't buy into it. And it didn't matter what I did to try and change my mind or feel better about it or be grateful that I had a, a job or whatever. Nothing would take this feeling of just, um, I don't know, like I just, I didn't have motivation. I just wasn't motivated. And they started to notice the lack of motivation and my performance. So, um, before long, they ended up letting me go and it was legitimately the happiest day of my life. So this happened um, one week before I went to Disney World with my daughter and I had actually like prayed. I had been praying the whole time. I'm a big prayer. <laughs> but I prayed, um, I guess like a couple weeks before we left for Disney and I was like, God, I really just want to go on this trip and enjoy it. I'm too pussy to quit the job. <laughs> But if this is really meant to be like the path for me, please help me a little bit one way or another. And 
the I want to say the Friday the Friday before we went to Disney um they called me in and they let me go and I swear the same um jubilance that I felt when I got that job four or five years prior is the same thing I felt being let go because I knew that I was stepping into my own um so since October, I have solely been working um, Anga and Chitta, growing this business and trying to create more opportunities for those around me, obviously trying to share as much yoga as possible while also um, putting forth some effort to um, destigmatize cannabis. It, there is such, um, there's so much negativity around this plant, and it's been years and years of inconsistencies and lies and embellishments and um, and all of that that has made a medicine, a natural medicine from the earth, something criminal and dirty and. Um, harmful and it's not so that is where my whole focus has been the last year and I finally feel like I have such a good balance with my work and with my home life that I'm able to take 20 30 minutes maybe even an hour to sit and pod and talk about it um, without having that guilt of needing to do something a little bit more pertinent to um, push my business along because I don't have enough time because I got to go to work and, you know, whatever, all of that. Now I am on my own schedule working at my own pace and allowing myself to develop as a business owner um, and a solopreneur. I hope you all are feeling amazing and taking the steps that you need to take in order to pursue your dreams and your life's work. Have a bomb-ass day.